Hello, and welcome to Middle Church Online. I am Natalie, I'm the digital minister here at Middle. Thank you so much for choosing to worship with us. We're gonna get right into our opening hymn this Sunday, but before we do, let's take a deep centering breath together. And let us worship God. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true, and with thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary for you. Help me sing it, Lord, prepare to be a sanctuary.
Hi friends, my name is Miss Elise, and for today's message for all ages, we're gonna make a smoothie together. Now friends, I want us to imagine that the blender is kind of like middle church, and all of the different ingredients that go into the smoothie are like all of us. Each of us is very special in our own way, and we bring something unique to middle church. Maybe you are somebody who loves to build things. Maybe that's Legos, or maybe for our older friends, that's like building a program or an internship. So you're a lot like kind of the ice. You add some structure. Maybe you are so sweet, like these strawberries, and you're really good at taking care of other people and maybe making sure people share their toys. Maybe you are super creative and you can dance or you can sing or you can draw and you're kind of like this bunch of different fruit. You just bring a bunch of different things to the table and you make everything so much more colorful. And maybe, just maybe, you are a very good listener and you are really good at bringing people together and making them feel very, very loved. So you're kind of like my oat milk. You just bind this all together. Now friends, one ingredient wasn't more important than another one, right? No, every ingredient had its own special purpose and flavor to bring into the mix. Now in this very specific case, it's to make a yummy smoothie, right? But in the case of our church, we all have a very special role to play in making this place, the place that we know and love. So friends, I want you to know how important you are. And I want you to know that no matter what ingredient you are in this big middle church smoothie, you are exactly as God wanted you to be. And we wouldn't be the same without you. Okay. So let's pray together. Dear God, thank you for all of us. Thank you for all of the different ingredients and things that we bring to the table to make Middle Church a better place. Amen? Amen. Okay, friends, let's go sing See a Humbit together, and I'm going to go make this smoothie. We are marching in the light of God. We are marching in the light of God. We are marching. Good morning, Middle. In addition to our usual programming, we have some special events coming up, so I want to draw your attention to a few things in our calendar. Tonight at 7 o'clock, you should absolutely come join Gloria Moy and a whole bunch of other folks for dinner and a movie. Uh, I hear the movie's going to be clueless, and if I'm wrong, uh, then I'm clueless, but that's what I think it is. And regardless of what's shown, you will have an opportunity to you know, spend some time with your middle family and uh, you know, laugh with some friends. Then on Monday at 6 p.m., Pub Theology is meeting. This is a great opportunity to meet some of our broader collegiate family as we sort of all come together in a, a single Pub Theology. So I hope you'll take a look at that. 
On Tuesday at 11 a.m., our Reparations Task Force is meeting. This is a really, really exciting new group that's looking at some of the historical legacy of slavery and theft of indigenous land that is a part of Middle's history and thinking about, you know, what can we do with that now? How can we act more ethically in the ways moving forward, acknowledging the, the evil that has been done in our past? So if you're interested in getting involved with that, you can email Ashley Gonzalez uh, or you can sign up on, online. Then Wednesday at 7, you have a whole bunch of different choices. If you're new to Middle, there's a new members meeting where you can learn a little bit more about what it means to be a part of this community. Then Monique is also hosting a writing workshop called Do the Right Thing. And Queer Black Men in the Middle is meeting as well. So wherever you find yourself in that matrix, uh, know that you will be welcomed in community and uh, you are so, so delighted and invited to, to join us. Let us pray. God, we come before you this morning naked in our need. Although you have asked us to live in peace, we find ourselves instead held captive by violence. Though if you have called us to love ourselves and to love one another, we remain mired in systems of hate. And so Lord, we know right now that so many people are hurting. Life-giving financial assistance has been ripped away even at the exact moment that people's housing has become most precarious. And those who are in power seem numb to the desperate need that fills our streets and our news feeds and our community. So God, enter in our lives right now, right here. We need your love so, so badly. Touch us that we might be changed, that we might be made braver, more willing to go out into the world and do the work that you are calling us to do. And Lord, touch the hearts of those in power who hold money with a closed fist that they might recognize that it is more important that their neighbors are fed and clothed and housed and that the budget line be held artificially afloat through austerity. And in all of this, Lord, may we also find rest in you. Even as we are consumed by the call you place upon our lives and all of the necessary action to which you ask us, we admit that we are also exhausted. You have reminded us that rest is not something we earn but is simply your expectation for how we should live our lives together. We remember that Jesus, even as he confronted the desperate need of the world, also found time to be with his disciples, to eat, to drink, to laugh, to share the love that is the very essence of being human. So in all of this, God, may we hold this intention. May we find ways to meet the world's deepest needs. And may we also find ways to have our own needs met, whatever they are. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. As we remember how he taught us to pray. Our creator, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Sending the love and the peace from Antoine Hopper to all members and everyone out there with a heart. I love you. La paz sea con vosotros. Peace be with you. Amen. 愿主个平安与你同在。God be with you. We got this. Hi, middle family. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Peace. Peace be with you. Peace be unto you. Que la gracia y paz de Dios esté con todos ustedes. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Or in German, Peace be with you. Good morning. Peace be with you. Oh look, a hand. Morning, friends. Peace be with you. Peace be with you, middle family. Love you. Peace be with you. Carry it to the ones you love. Hello, my middle brothers and sisters. Elizabeth here. I'm wishing you so much peace. We are in Inwood, and we are wishing you peace this morning. Peace be with you, middle family. I'm holding you. Hi, middle. This is Bianca. I'm out in Brooklyn. Breathing with you and wishing you peace. Ah, si te quiero mucho.
see a mountain and I want to climb it. I see a river and I've got to leave shore. Where there was some nothing, let there be something, something made by me. There's things waiting for me to invent them. There's worlds waiting for me to explore. I am an echo of the eternal cry. I'll let there be the spark of creation is burning bright within me. The spark of creation won't let me rest at all until I discover or build or uncover the thing that I can call my celebration of the spark of creation. The spark of creation, may it burn forever. The spark of creation, I am a keeper of the flame. We think all we want is a lifetime of leisure, each perfect day the same, endless vacation. That's all right if you're a kind of crustacean. But when you're born with an imagination, sooner or later you're feeling the fire get higher and higher. The spark of creation. Our scripture today is from John chapter 9, verses 1 through 7. Hear the word. As he walked along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned. He was born blind so that God's works might be revealed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he said this, he spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva and spread the mud on the man's eyes. He said to him, go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which meant sent. Then he went and washed and came back able to see. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. O oh Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Over the past year, many of the great leaders of the civil rights movement have gone on to glory. Some names we know well and others are less familiar, like Juanita Abernathy and Emily England Clyburn, Congressman Elijah Cummings, Reverend Joseph Lowry, Reverend C.L. Vivian, and Congressman John Lewis. Just last week, many of us watched the live stream of Congressman Lewis's homegoing service. I wonder if you were like me, feeling both sad and energized, feeling a great loss and yet mighty proud, ready to get into good trouble. In those moments, I heard the Spirit of God saying to me, yelling to me, girl, you better work while you got time. 
And speaking of time, would you believe that in 1990, I had the privilege of meeting these and many other civil rights icons when I served as Deputy Press Secretary on Andrew Young's gubernatorial campaign in Georgia. I staffed Reverend Young on Sundays as we visited churches throughout Georgia, sharing the word of peace and justice and love. I was so young, a recent graduate of Howard University, a Jew. I didn't comprehend the greatness that surrounded me. Most times I was the only woman and youngest person on these trips. I sat quietly and listened to the stories, their experiences, and their drive for freedom, the sit-ins and boycotts, the marches and fire hosings, the beatings and arrests. It filled my heart as a 20-something-year-old, and it compels me 30 years later as I watch the funeral service of this great man. I am reminded that our time on this earth is limited. As young people, we think that we have all the time in the world. When we see these pictures of these young leaders from the 50s and 60s, we are immediately taken aback by their youth. They look so young to be doing such monumental acts, acts that moved a nation. That was then. And today we continue to see young men and women leading peaceful Black Lives Matter protests in cities across this country. Young people seeking to change laws, practices, beliefs, and attitudes that make it okay to separate children from their mothers at U.S. borders. Laws that make it okay to feed the prison industrial complex with the black and brown people. For schools to be overcrowded and under-resourced. For 155,000 people to die from COVID-19. For LGBTQIA folks to be targets of violence and oppression and the killing of transgender women. Okay, for voters to be suppressed in 2020. And for 30 million unemployed people to lose extra benefits. And okay, to kill black bodies. Why is this okay? Could it be that those in power feel that we have done something to deserve unequal treatment? Could it be that those in power believe that our mamas and daddies, families or communities did something to cause the situations we find ourselves in? That we somehow got what was coming to us? Because you know lots of people think or feel this way. We find examples of this kind of thinking in the Old Testament. The one we are most familiar with is the story of Job. Remember how Job's friends responded to his tragedy? How Job lost everything, his sons and daughters, his livestock and land. And then he had these terrible sores all over his body. And his friends were like, Job, man, you must have sinned or done something to cause all of these terrible things to happen. We see the perpetuation of beliefs and attitudes about race and class, gender and sexuality. They continue from generation to generation. And in our text, the disciples asked Jesus, did the blind man's parents do something or did he do something to cause his blindness? 
But Jesus doesn't get caught up in their questions, in their judgments or beliefs. He's like, we don't have time for these distractions. We must work. Some may find this a peculiar response, but I think Jesus is saying, nope, we are doing that. We aren't spending our time talking about this blind man's, you know, this blind man. Jesus saw a need. He answered the need and he moved on. Many times we see Jesus doing God's work alone as he prayed and fasted, taught, comforted the grieving, healed the sick, fed the hungry, works all motivated by love. But this time he says, we must work. Now we know what that looked like in the Bible and we know how it looked during the civil rights movement. But how does it look for us today? Like standing up to power and in some cases kneeling or taking a knee or speaking up when we see injustice, sending reminders to vote, voting ourselves or mailing in our votes, getting family, friends, and neighbors to vote, calling a loved one who's been locked inside their apartment during COVID, donating food to the local food bank, getting more involved in our church, donating, donating books to classrooms, having hard conversations with family members and co-workers, intergenerational learning and talking, creating safe spaces for young people and all people, regardless of race, sexual identity, gender identity and expressions, economic status, ability, disability, religious beliefs, immigration status or location, safe spaces where people can be seen and heard and affirmed, creating grants for organizations like Black Lives Matter and helping folks stay in their homes by canceling their rent. Our love for all humanity, the beloved community, must compel us to work. There should be something in us that calls out to us to act when we witness death, when we witness killings, to act when we see suffering, inequality, and injustice. The scripture reminds us that we have a limited time on this earth. So what are we waiting for? Are we waiting for a sign from God? Are we waiting to be called to some great big work? Are some things too menial, insignificant, too far away, too dirty? too hard or hmm, do they come at too great a cost? You know that as we procrastinate or allow ourselves to get caught up in things that just don't matter, we, you know, people are dying. Things need to change and the time is now. There must be a sense of urgency in our living, urgency in our serving, in our acts of love for one another. Jesus makes it simple for us. He spits on the ground and makes mud with his saliva and he spreads the mud on the man's eyes, saliva and dirt. 
He didn't have to come up with a strategic plan. He didn't require an abundance of resources. He didn't even need anyone's approval. He took what he had and he used it to meet the man's need. Now, I know that the coronavirus presents many challenges as we think about serving our community. I know that the needs of our cities, states, country, and world, they seem overwhelming. But as we think creatively and resourcefully about how we can make a difference in the earth, each of us has something to give. Our unique gifts, our talents and skills and resources, our love, they all matter. The men and women of the civil rights movement didn't have instructions on how to lead a movement, but they used what they had their voices, their songs and laughter, their arms and legs. They had their faith, faith in each other, and ultimately faith in God. They had to act. Things needed to change. What's in your heart? What's in your hand that can meet the needs of someone else, that can change this nation? We've got work to do, so let's get moving. Come on, let's get started. Amen. Hello, my name is Paul Devlin, and I'd like to ask you to get to work today by joining this love movement. I miss being in person with you all, but just because we aren't in the building doesn't mean our work towards love and justice doesn't continue. And it doesn't mean we can pretend the ushers aren't coming down the aisle with their green velvet pouches reminding us it's time to dig into our wallets. When I became a member about three years ago, after a couple of years of dating, as Jackie likes to say, I understood there was an expectation that I would need to lean into it and contribute some way to make this a better place. So I looked around to see what I could fit into. There's beautiful music to join, but I can't carry a tune in a bucket, so that wasn't an option. I don't have kids, so We Care wasn't my place. Thrilled with the existence of the queer black man group, but I don't qualify for that either. What about traveling to Puerto Rico to rebuild homes or to the Mexican border to protect children? Leading Bible study group? Mm, not for me. I served lunches with butterfly volunteers. I've attended anti-racist workshops, participated in the Revolutionary Love Conference. So many options. Then I got involved in the Voter Reform Project, which is committed to activating voters to ensure that our government fights for women protects the poor, empowers the disenfranchised, supports our trans family, and eliminates racial disparities. We do this through voter registration, voter education, and voter turnout. As a political activist, this had me hitting my stride. Last November, I went to Virginia with an amazing team of people from Middle to focus on Election Day activities in areas that have historically suppressed voters and elected men opposed to the passage of the Equal Rights Amendment. Well, Virginia changed its stripes last year, and I'm proud of the work Middle did to help. Right now, we're focusing on states where voters have been purged from the voter rolls, and to date, we have mailed close to 7,000 postcards and letters urging voters to make sure they are eligible to participate in our democracy come November. My point is, Middle has so many offerings. There's a role for everyone, and the sun is always shining. Take your time. Test your talents. Match yourself up with someone, but get to work. But Middle needs your financial contributions in order to do this love and justice work. I'd like to ask each of you to make the contribution you can. 
Some can only give a small amount. Some can give large amounts. We know times are tough, but we need to make our own sacrifices to support this work that's being done. And thanks to the staff at Middle, there's no excuse as to how you can give. You can donate through text, email, wire, dip, charge, Venmo, Facebook, all the options that are on the screen in front of you. Unfortunately, we can't put cash into those green velvet collection bags, but there's no other excuse. My favorite way is to make yourself a sustaining donor. Sign up for a regular contribution in any amount that works for you. $2 a day, $20 a week, $200 a month. You can figure out the best timing and the best amount for you. All I ask is that you join me and join this movement. Thank you.
friends, family, siblings. Let's pray an offertory prayer. Dear God, with palms together and with hands open, may we offer these gifts for your glory and for the service of all. We are grateful for whatever we are able to offer in time and talent and treasure, all belongs to you. May our hands, our hearts, and our minds be open to better ways that we can serve you. May our light and our hands guide us because of your power. Amen and amen. everybody Jackie here wasn't church amazing today I'm so missing you but I'm worshiping with you in the digital space and it's my honor to give you this blessing 
May the God of love follow you everywhere you are and keep you safe and whole and well and full of peace and joy. Amen.